Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. It is uh, Froster Buns Friday. Uh, we got more Josh Hawley conversation. We're going to revisit a conversation we had yesterday uh, about uh, Senator Hawley. Also, and I know you guys are going to hate this. I know you are, but here we go. Uh, the sweeping tariffs that former President Trump imposed on China, which, by the way, for the most part, Biden has kept and is even doubling down on, and other American trading partners were simultaneously a political success and an economic failure uh, because the levies uh, won over voters for the Republican Party, even though they didn't bring back jobs. The nonpartisan working paper examines monthly data on U.S. employment by industry to find that the tariffs that were placed on foreign metals, washing machines, and other uh, array of goods from China starting uh, in uh, 2018 neither raised nor lowered the overall number of jobs in the affected industries. Uh, but the, tariffs, di the uh, tariffs did incite other countries to impose their own retaliatory uh, uh, tariffs on American products, making them more expensive to sell overseas, and those levies did have a negative effect on American jobs. That was particularly true in agriculture. Farmers who exported soybeans, cotton, sorghum uh, to China, hit by Beijing's decision to raise tariffs uh, by as much as 25%. Uh, the Trump administration aimed to offset those losses by offering financial support for farmers, ultimately giving out $23 billion uh, in 2018 and 2019. Uh, those funds were distributed, uh, however, unevenly, a government uh, assessment found. The economist said those subsidies only partially mitigated the harm that had been caused by the tariffs. I told you this. People keep arguing with me about these uh, trade wars and, and tariffs. It hurt Americans. And you paid the tax. China didn't pay the tax. Canada didn't pay the tax. Mexico didn't pay the tax. You paid the tax. The economists conclude the aggregate effect on U.S. jobs of the three measures, uh, the original tariffs, retaliatory tariffs, and subsidies granted to farmers, were at best a wash, and it may have been mildly negative. I know. Trump fans think this was the smartest thing in the world. I'm, uh, here's the thing about listening to this program. I will tell you the truth. I won't, I won't uh, give credit uh, where it's not due. Uh, and I will give credit where it is due. There are things that, you know, these politicians do, and I'll tell you what's good, what's bad, what worked and what didn't. I'll give you my honest appraisal. I'm not favoring Democrats, Republicans, or even Libertarians, of which I am one. And I'm telling you, and I told you then, the tariffs were not a good idea. Uh, employment numbers are out, but there's something wrong with them, and I haven't quite figured out how this is possible, so I'm, uh, I'll am i do some homework. I just didn't have enough time to go over everything, uh, but I'll do some homework. Something is, something is screwy with these employment numbers. Uh, for the most part, they've been reducing the numbers every, every, every month, except for one, uh, except for one report, uh, the following, uh, uh, month or so, they would come back and revise the jobs, uh, created numbers down. 
this this is just not very accurate. Not very accurate. Uh, Josh Hawley, uh, I commented yesterday because he had been uh, going after these, uh, you know, Facebook and the apps, uh, and and made. Uh, one of these guys uh, uh, stand up and apologize to the people in the audience, the the parents whose kids were bullied, uh, that that may have committed suicide. And I said, it's it's not the fault of Facebook or Twitter or any of these other uh, uh, apps. The fault lies with the people who actually did the bullying. Or the parents that didn't keep a close eye on what their kids were doing online. Here's the audio from uh, from uh, Josh Hawley. So you didn't take any action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you said. this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I've, Would I've, you like to do so now? Well, they're okay. here. You're on all national right, television. Right. So it was, it was just, it was, it was embarrassing that he would do that. It was embarrassing. And the fact is, as I pointed out, it's just like a giant, it's like a, a big billboard. I, in fact, my analogy was, if I put a great big chalkboard out in front of my uh, building and let people write on it, it's the same thing. It doesn't have the coverage that the Internet does. But people would stop and read what was on there as they were walking by. People would look and, and people would participate. They'd write their own messages. That's what Facebook is. If you want your kids safe from bullying, don't let them on Facebook. It turns out there are apps that you can get that prevent your kids from going to TikTok and Facebook and all these other things. And, and, and these these apps, you put them on the phone, and if the kid wants to join Facebook or is exchanging emails, you get to see them. Parents should be doing this. That's that's how that's what you do. You're a parent. That's the responsibility of the parent. It's not the the responsibility. Of Facebook and uh, any, any of the other apps. People disagreed with me on this, but I'm telling you, we, we do this all the time. Uh, we, we blame the wrong person. We, we come up with solutions that aren't solutions. They're, they're ineffective uh, and, and unworkable. So I got upset and I said, this is like gun control. Josh Hawley would be livid if somebody said, because someone committed a crime using a gun, that it was the gun's fault. And it's the same thing. Because somebody committed a crime or bullied or did whatever on Facebook, it's not Facebook's fault. It's whoever had it in their hands. It's the person who pulled the trigger. It's the person who did the bullying. And it's not up to Facebook. 
it's up to the parents. But you can get software. You can put it on your computer or on your kids' phones, and you could trace everything they do. They won't be able to go into the app store and buy any apps or download any apps without your permission. Problem solved. So I'm going to stand by that, and I keep telling you that Holly is not, he's not a constitutionalist, and he's not a conservative. I don't know what exactly he is. Sometimes he does things, and I think, boy, way to go. And other times, he does things, and I think, is this the same guy that used to come on my radio program when he was a professor? In response to the news that an aluminum smelting plant in southern Missouri is going to close, Josh Hawley has asked, well, he's demanded that President Biden do something about it to keep the plant open. Quote, I urge you to take appropriate actions necessary to keep the smelter open, to ensure the continuity of operations, and preserve production jobs, including by deploying the authorities of the Defense Production Act of 1950. He sent this in a letter to the White House. Doing so will preserve good-paying union jobs and safeguard national security. I ask you, does that sound like a constitutionalist? Like an originalist? Does it even sound like a conservative? I would argue not. 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. You can also go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message. It will pop up here in studio. I'm going to take a look at this jobs report because something... Something doesn't add up here. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 21 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Wall Street Journal app stores have uh, app stores already have built-in systems to require parental approval of app purchases. Yeah, well, if you got a kid, get that and put it on the phone. All right, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572, or GaryNolan.com. Also, it is Froster Buns Friday, so um, whatever it is that that you want to communicate, well, you're welcome to do that. Um, The idea that Josh Hawley would want the president to force a plant to stay open, does anybody... Literally, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, we got, uh, we've got uh, uh, a station down there in southern Missouri. What do you think of, of the president demanding, or the, Josh Hawley demanding, that the president use the Defense Production Act of 1950 to force this plant to stay open? Anybody think that's what conservatives do? By the way, I always tell you about how... Uh, the Republicans are are not horribly uh, conservative. They they're not much different uh, than a lot of uh, a lot of Democrats. There is a report on how much money the RNC has been spending and on what, and it compares uh, those numbers to the Democrats. 
this is uh, Charlie Kirk that did the work. I got an exclusive first look at the new report on RNC's spending, a lavish spending on limousines, consultants, flowers, office supplies. These are the fiscal conservatives that you keep voting for. Uh, RNC spent on floral arrangements $70,328. The DNC, just under $800. The Republicans uh, spending on consultants, $1,078,279. The Democrats, who I remind you prevailed rather handsomely in the last election, 114000 Office supplies... The Republicans, the fiscal conservatives, spent $297,717. The Democrats spent forty five grand On limousines, the Republicans spent 263000 plus. The Democrats, seven grand Voter file maintenance. This is interesting. Voter file maintenance. This is where you'd want to see them putting the money. Republicans spent $39,233. The Democrats put $235,000 plus dollars into voter file maintenance. You would want to maintain those numbers. You'd think they would invest more in that and less in limousines. Uh, Go TV texts the RNC 86 grand, the Democrats 1,676. State outlays. Now, for the RNC, 13.8, the Democrats, uh, 23.835. Uh, but what you see here is they're wasting a lot of those dollars you donate on flowers and limousines. That's not a display of fiscal conservatism. At least I don't think so. Uh, Brandon, Gary, I always disagree with you and your Internet stances. It is impossible to argue with a libertarian on this because they'll just say, but me, liberty and freedom, individual responsibility. Have you ever heard of Elsa Gate? Your billboard would not do that. I, no, I've not heard of Elsa Gate. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, uh, Brandon, but it is not the job of the government to stop people from posting on Facebook. And if they get rid of that uh, segment that, uh, that protects these, uh, these uh, uh, enterprises, they'll all disappear. And they'll have ruined a, a, a perfectly productive industry uh, with all kinds of other pathologists that develop. The reason you can't argue with a libertarian, Brandon, might be because you don't have... The tools? Just say it. Dennis is on in Springfield, Missouri. Yes, sir. Yeah, one thing that really frosts my buns is all the people driving in this town with expired temporary tags or expired tags and some of them with no tags. Last <laughs> night on KY3 News, there was a robbery at a Dollar General store. And a good Samaritan pursued the shoplifter out. Uh, and the shoplifter attacked the, him, this lady, attacked this guy and just, you know, walloped on him, got into a van that had no tags on it and drove off. Um, for some reason, our police officers in this city have been told to leave these criminals alone. You're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in 
cars that have not been registered and paid their taxes in this city. And yeah, just, we have we have most, that problem in Colombia too, by the way. Yeah. Well, what, what, the only the only true answer is for all of us law-abiding citizens to do the same thing. If if they're not going to do anything about it, why why should we obey the law? That's what frosts my buns is that double standard. You know, uh, if I if I committed uh, half the crimes that Joe Biden's committed, I would be in prison for 40 <laughs> or 50 years. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, they treat us differently. They treat the elite different than they treat the, what I call us working morons. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful day and uh, get, just do the best you can. But like I said, we obey the law and the criminals are just given a pass. Yeah, isn't and, it amazing how that works? The police officers I've talked to say they've been ordered to do it. Yeah, they've been told to ignore well, the Well, you law. don't want to disproportionately stop one group or another, depending on whether they're a minority. So better to just ignore it entirely so you don't run the risk of being called on the carpet for doing your job. I've, I've seen expensive cars, not just something like I drive. I've seen expensive cars with expired tags that were two years old. Yeah, that doesn't well, mean that... That they're not members of, you know, a particular group that we're trying to protect. Dennis, yeah, thank you for the yeah, call. Cr criminals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, um, we we just ignore this. Columbia police are always, every time I turn around, somebody's throwing out a report about the Columbia police. They're disproportionately stopping minorities. And and that's the, uh, the, the message that... Uh, we keep hearing from these disparate groups. Nobody wants to admit that these minorities are committing more crimes. Nobody wants to admit that they're they're uh, you know ignoring laws uh, left and right. So instead of you know having to risk that, let's just not stop anybody for anything. That's what's going on. I. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe being a police officer is not a bad idea. I mean, after all, if, uh, if every time you do something right, you get accused of doing something, you should do nothing at all and get paid for it. It doesn't really work that way, but on paper, it sounds like it. These, uh, these, uh, these politicians, there's a, 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 a literally a, 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 a congresswoman who is screaming because a drugstore chain is pulling out of her district and she's accusing them of racism. Never mind the fact that they're, they're uh, shoplifting the hell out of the store, that they're losing money. It's in a minority neighborhood, so it has to stand. Uh, and if it doesn't, well, then it's racism. That's literally, that is her argument. Uh, it's 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 crazy making. It really is. It's crazy making. Uh, I'll give you the details on that story. That's coming up. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a couple of other things that are kind of hot uh, about uh, the national debt. Uh, another report that it is not sustainable, and the NSA is literally spying on you. Absolutely, positively spying on you. I'll give you those details in just a few minutes on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 9.35, and it's Frost Your Buns Friday. 
874-9390-800-529-5572. Josh Hawley wants to use the Defense Production Act to force uh, an aluminum plant in southern Missouri to stay open. Uh, I remember how upset Republicans got uh, when the Democrats uh, used it to promote green energy projects. Oh, that's not what it's made for. Well, it's not made for aluminum plants either. All right, I'm uh, I'm going to move on, and I will. Uh, I'm going to jump to the phones. Let me uh, check in with John. John, good morning. Hey, Gary. Hey, I was uh, thinking about this Facebook thing and and the Section 230, which uh, means these people don't get uh, these social medias don't get can't be sued. Yeah. And that's a special it's in- a special interest, and I don't think that there really are in an American society supposed to be special people, special industries, uh, you know, any of that stuff. So I just say, let them be sued like everybody else, like the newspaper. You know, I mean, just no special treatment for anybody, at least by the federal government. So anytime, and, so if I post something on Facebook and you don't like it, you'd be able to sue Facebook. Well, I think there. I, I think the legal system has gotten a little wackadoodle. Yeah, but that's what uh, would happen if you got rid of this section three hundred three or whatever the hell it's called. Two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. If and, you get rid of that, and I post something on Facebook that you don't like, you can sue Facebook. Well, sure, but I wouldn't win because there's no damages. There needs to be, you know, we need to get back to a legal system. Yeah, John, it doesn't matter if there's no damages. You can sue anybody, and somebody is going to have to pony up. That's how it's happened. And somebody is going to have to pony up. Somebody's going to have to pony up money to run a defense. And it could happen literally millions of times a year. And that's going to get very expensive. So I, I would argue, no, don't lift it. Just monitor your kids. All right. Well, I had one more one more point, and that's Josh Hawley wrote a good book about this, which I read, and I thought, man, he couldn't have even written this. It's so good. He wrote a good book. <laughs> yeah, he's so done some things that I think. Guy. He does some things, and I think, at a boy, that's the way to go. But he's done. He's you know this this constant attack, this barrage of attack. On uh, the internet and uh, this idea that we should use the federal government to keep a, an aluminum plant open, um, uh, he, he does these other things. It's like no, no, that's that's not in the, in the Constitution. That's not even conservative. Well, back to Section Two Thirty. That's not in the Constitution for sure. Thanks, Gary. All right, thanks, John. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Steve, good morning. Good morning. I'm in the process of floating an egg in, in about an inch of bacon grease. But besides that, I'm a health nut. <laughs> you know, Josh Hawley, I, 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 I agree with you, but I, I disagree with you because of the, on the aluminum plant. Notwithstanding the economic hardship, that's beside the point because there's that happens. You know, plants close, it's economics, blah, blah, blah. But that plant down there, kind of like the lake plant that, that does the ammunition, uh, that aluminum plant produces an incredible amount of aluminum 
uh, for the whole nation. I mean, it's like one-third of the production of the entire aluminum in the United States of America. So there may be something to uh, security because you know what? The defense industry, as long as as well as cars and such, use a lot of aluminum. Well, what makes you think that they're just, yeah, I mean, don't you think if it were a profitable enterprise, they would continue to produce aluminum? There's a lot of devils in the details on this closing. And, and I've, been, I've been reading about it. It caught my eye because of, of, of the military side of it. Uh, but uh, there's more to it than just it's not economically feasible. There's well, more give me an example. Tell me what else there is to it. I can't. You know what? I, it's, it's a long, toward tale. But basically, somebody's getting ready to sell it and somebody's getting ready to buy it. It, it, I think it's going so to So it's not going away. away. So it's a, so it may move to a different city or state, but it's not going away. That somebody will still be producing aluminum. Well, you're not going to you're not going to move an aluminum plant. The aluminum plant is is it's the size of Chicago down there. It's it's huge. But but not with, like I say, back on the topic, it is. I think it really is in the interest of the nation that that plant be open producing aluminum uh it, it it why that plant why what makes you think that that plant has because to be it's a third of the production gary so where's the production going they can't produce they can't make up for that we will lose a third of the production of aluminum in the country if it they were look, look, steve something is wrong something is wrong here if it's a profitable enterprise and the government's not getting in the way it would remain open. And if it's not profitable, then it's going to be sold to someone who will use its assets more uh, effectively. It, and, and you know what part of it is what you allude to is that if the government would stay out of the way, period. So that would be the fix, not telling the president to enact this uh, 1950s Defense Production Act. Well, that, that may be... That may be the, the stick instead of a carrot. Well, that's the way to handle it. That's not what Josh Hawley's doing. He wants to use the same uh, a piece of, uh, of bad law, I would argue, that the Republicans were screaming about when uh, Biden and the Democrats wanted to use it for green uh, uh, energy projects. Yeah, but it's different when, when Republicans complain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. <laughs> All right. Listen, I, I, I wish you would look a little more into it. You're, you're kind of a smart guy, and you have resources. But there was a big article in the, in the uh, Jefferson City Tribune about that closing, and I wish I had paid more attention and, and had notes. But there's just more to it than... than a non-profitable business closing, and the very fact that it produces such a large percentage of a, of a basically a critical... Yeah, but uh, if you're making a million pounds and losing 10 cents a pound, it's not profitable. Uh, the only way that it could be not profitable is either their production methods are outdated and they can't compete, or the government is getting in their way and preventing them from making aluminum at a profitable price. Nobody shuts down a big profitable company because it's a moneymaker. Well, I, I blame Bud Light. <laughs> you blame Bud Light? 
I'm pretty sure it's their fault. Okay. Steve, thanks, buddy. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He blames Bud Light. That's funny. Uh, let's see, Gary, if you get around talking economics, why is the national aggregate in savings accounts going down when you can get paid five and a quarter percent interest uh, to sit uh, cash uh, in the sidelines? Because even though the rate of inflation is, uh, is, is uh, lower than it was a year ago, the prices remain high. And so people are running up credit card debt, and uh, they're, they're uh, deleting, they're burning through their savings, trying to live the same way they did before Bidenomics. And frankly, before Trump uh, spent all those uh, all those dollars, so uh, you know it's the fault of big government. I agree with you on the Josh Hawley thing. Says Adam, I dump Facebook because they're losers. My choice. Uh, parents need to get to parenting and know what their kids are doing. The only question I have about the aluminum plant is. Are they going to be out of business because the EPA? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. If the government's in the way, that's different. But then the solution isn't to have the government force them to stay open. The solution is to get the government out of the way. Uh, Adam, I also live in Springfield. The license plate thing is a problem. The crime is a problem. The town's going to poo. Uh, It's a shame because it was very good town uh, it used to be, uh, let's see, trash uh, on the ground. Now there's trash everywhere. Springfield needs to get their act together. Ah, Metastock is up 20% today. Zuckerberg is getting the last laugh. All of that hoopla you saw yesterday in the Senate isn't going to, is not going to, uh, nothing will result. Nothing will change. Nothing. Just so you know. Gary, good morning. Yes, uh, there's a reason that nothing won't change. and uh, The national media doesn't write about it. and Neither party's going to mention it either, but those uh, seven biggest uh, corporations, big tech, they're called the Magnificent Seven. They're Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, NVIDIA, Tesla. Is one other. Uh, they write their own regulations. Uh, it used to be big companies didn't want to have, be regulated. Elon Musk and, and Zuckerberg and all those guys have come to the realization. They've come to the realization that if they can get regulations, they can keep anybody from competing with them. Exactly. They, All right, they, Gary. They I'm, I'm, they, I'm they up against it. I, I, I'm up against it. I got to run, Gary. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, it's 9:51 on a Froster Buds Friday. Uh, a little more battery car uh, bad news. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that maybe before the top of the hour. But first, uh, the uh, you are being spied on. The NSA is spying on every one of us. It's costing you money. They're taking money from you so they can spy on you. 
Here is the story. The National Security Agency, which is the latest intelligence agency, spying on Americans without a warrant. And they're doing this by buying access to their data. Uh There was a letter that was released this week from uh, Senator Wyden uh, in Oregon uh, to the Director of National Intelligence, that's uh, Averill Haynes. As you know, Wyden wrote, U.S. intelligence agencies are purchasing personal data about Americans that would require a court order if the government demanded it uh, from communications companies. Now, Wyden writes, the snoop in question is the NSA, which is buying Americans' domestic Internet metadata. The information can reveal which websites they visit, what apps they use. Uh, This should terrify all of us, because every one of us that's ever been on the Internet, that information is out there, and the federal government is using your tax dollars to buy it. Um, A report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the ODNI, completed uh, in January of 2022, uh, declassified June 2023, found that the intelligence community currently acquires a significant amount of commercially available information for mission-related purposes, information which can include credit histories, insurance claims, criminal records, employment histories, incomes, ethnicities, purchase histories, and interests, Um, and in some cases, social media uh, uh, data. Data brokers collect this. That's that's why, you you know, you go someplace and you get something for free on the Internet, access to information, whatever it is, uh, or you go search for um, whatever you want to search for. I don't know. It could be a dresser, a toilet, whatever you're... Somebody collects that data from the search, and then they sell it. And the federal government is one of their big customers. So they don't need a warrant to buy this information, but they do need your tax dollars to buy the information. This should be disturbing for all of us. Data brokers collect the package, this data, and package this data for sale. The information is purchased by other companies for purposes like advertising, but increasingly government agencies are buying that information for their own purposes. During the COVID-19 China flu pandemic, the CDC bought cell phone location data in order to monitor compliance with lockdown orders. The IRS paid for similar data in an effort to track criminal suspects. They should not have access to that kind of money. If you want information about me, you go to a prosecutor and say, we believe he's committing a crime. Here's why we think this. We need a warrant to get this information. But they don't have to do that as long as they have access to literally tens of billions of dollars of your money to go out and spy on you. The NSA is buying American uh, Internet metadata, uh, and Wyden found out uh, that it goes back to March 2021, but the agency refused to clear the unclassified information for public release for nearly nearly three years. This 
is an outrage. This is your government spying on you on every one of us. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. I, I, I think we ought to be telling our Congress people to, to, especially the House of Representatives, the Republicans control it, cut back on that funding. We are in such a, an ugly quagmire. Um, we're just burning through your tax dollars, increasing the debt. It's out of control. We're spying on each other. I'm not sure that we haven't, literally, that we have just haven't lost the war. Uh, some uh, interesting news. Volvo, the car maker that's now owned by the Chinese, by the way, it's not a Swiss product, says that it won't provide further funding to Polestar, the electric car maker that it created with Volvo's Chinese owner, Geely, the latest EV retrenchment by the global auto industry. The pivot to electric vehicles has been rocked by setbacks, mostly because they suck. Uh, earlier this week, French automaker Renault said that it decided to cancel the initial public offering of its electric car unit. Ford, meanwhile, has slashed production of its early F-150 Lightning pickup truck. By the way... I told you about two weeks ago that there were 10 cars available in the United States that would get the big tax break. Well, it's down to half that. It's down to five cars. You want that $7,500 tax break? Five cars are, are, are eligible for it. <laughs> what a waste. Uh, rental car firm Hertz said that it was dumping about a third of their EV rental fleet and replacing them with gasoline-powered uh, vehicles. Uh, also earlier this week, Tesla, uh, the most valuable automaker, warned notable, uh, notably that uh, there's lower growth. Even in California, they're seeing quarter after quarter of fewer sales of battery-powered cars. Slowdown in EV sales growth. So it appears you cannot be bribed, cajoled, compelled forced by the Democrats to buy battery-powered cars because the technology's not there and it doesn't work. All right, listen, uh, Elon Musk is uh, thinking of moving everything to Texas. Details coming up next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 